Hey, what's up? Eileen here. I wanted to say thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hey, if you'd like to accelerate your revenue through high ticket offers, head on over to AccelerateMyRevenue.com and grab a free ticket to our five-day challenge where you'll discover how to do six and seven-figure days using virtual events. Let's dive in to today's episode. A lot of people use slides and they have like graphics. Yeah. Joe okay. and I don't. No. We, don't. we just draw things. So this is kind of the idea. And some of you may have seen this before, but for those of you who hope you can see my screen, I draw a line with a start and an end point. Point A is like You should my, write this down. This is what this is worth copying down, guys. Yep. This point A is like where my ideal who my ideal client is, like what's going on in their life right now. And point Z is where they are after they've attended um, one of my virtual events. Okay, so that's, that's kind of the idea. So there's a couple steps in this process. And the first one is the hardest. Mm. Would you agree with that? The first is the hardest? Yeah, the first is definitely the hardest. Yeah. You okay. get it out of the way first though. All right, and I'm gonna use green for these little steps along the way because green- It's blowing my mind, Joe. It's just, it's, just oh. it's awesome. Just keep going. Okay. It's artistry. <laughs> I thought it's, it's sublime, is that what you said, sublime? I said, it's just, you're blowing my mind with like. I said it's sublime. I was like, that's the problem. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So step, one, step one, and this is the hard one, okay? Yeah. Is to make the decision. So good. Eileen, I spent, in my, in my time running a nonprofit and trying to change the world there and going homeless three times. Wow. I didn't know that, Joe. Day after day after day, watching webinars, going down to a whiteboard, figuring out the numbers, getting excited, telling my wife, we're going to be millionaires, this is awesome. Then she'd like come down, okay, cool, like get it. And then I'd like go start trying to do it. And you know what happened? I'd run into an obstacle and I'd be like, huh, I wonder how I'm going to solve that. And so I'd go watch some more webinars to try and figure out a better way to do that thing. And then I'd another business opportunity and then like I do that and I'd be like this is even better the grass is greener on this side and I do it again and again and again and again and I'm going to tell you something this is why I say this is the hardest one you don't believe me but I'm telling you the truth it took me you know how many years it took me to finally make a decision where I actually like could hunker down and make money it took me don't laugh at me seven years I bounced for seven years. Mm. Wow. And I lost my dream because I wanted to change the world with those kids. And I felt like a complete loser. I mean, I was mm. jacked up spiritually, mentally. Why isn't God helping me? Why is my life such a mess? Why, 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 why? And when I got down the road and could look back over the journey that I had taken, there was one, I'm sorry for yelling at you, but one problem, one. And the problem was I wouldn't make a decision. Decision comes from the Latin word incision, which means to cut. Decision, D, Decision, if you guys have ever studied Latin, D it means off. So decision means to cut off. In other words, when you make a decision, you're saying, I'm doing this 
and nothing else. Hmm. A decision means I'm all in. How many of you know to really go to the next level in your life, you're going to have to go all in, right? You can't play around. Like you have to make a decision. And I am telling you, and you don't have to believe me yet, we're going to show you, but I am telling you the greatest opportunity for coaches, consultants, uh, course makers, done for you people on the planet right now, the fastest and simplest path to make the most money and the most impact on planet earth today is virtual events. And that's why I decided to go all in. Cause it's like, I mean, webinars used to be awesome and they're still kind of awesome, but I don't know anybody doing a half a million in a webinar in a day. Mm, preach it, Joe. And I know very few people doing even like $143,000 in a webinar in a day. In a day. In a day. That's right. And serving a lot of people. Hmm. A lot of people along that process. Hmm. So the first thing's a decision. Everybody write decision if that makes sense. You guys with me? Did you know that, just to add into what you're saying, Joe, that um, the, the man who wrote like Think and Grow Rich, um, Napoleon Hill, he studied like 13 characteristics of what made w people wealthy and being decisive was one of the behaviors. But he found that people aren't born with decisiveness. They're not born being decisive. You actually have to learn how to be decisive. And all the, the millionaires that he studied learned that skill, the power to make a decision quickly. I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, wow, I have to learn. We all have to learn how to exercise that and, and like grow. And that's how you become wealthy is becoming decisive in nature. That's what he wrote in the book. I wish I had some fire emojis because that was fire. <laughs> Being decisive in nature. That's a power wealth skill right there. Somebody's asking, what's the distinction between a virtual event and a webinar? Great question. Who's that had a fire emoji? Renee. <laughs> Look at her. I like it. I like uh, it. Maybe we will answer it too. Well, that's a good question, David. I, will we answer that one or should we hit it now? Let's just hit it right now. Like, All right. I want to know everybody to know what a virtual event is. So yeah, a webinar, right, is, I mean, you use the same software, so it's right to be confusing. I would say, and Eileen, I'd love to hear your answer. A webinar is usually a, we're on a webinar right now. It's usually a 60 to 90 minute presentation. It may go two hours, but like, it's just a short window to kind of talk through and usually has some sort of offer at the end that's a webinar yeah. a, a virtual event on the other hand is i would say a minimum of a half day mm -hmm. um, oftentimes one to two days where it's a completely immersive experience that's not just like mm -hmm. hey it's literally going deep into all because you have to i mean you're spending 16 hours together right so it's a fully immersive it's like going to a lot it's like the difference between going to a webinar or going to a live event, the only thing mm. about the event is it happens virtually. Yeah. I would also say, David, they're like way more fun than a webinar. Oh, yeah. Some webinars are painful. Yeah. Wave, wave your hand if you've ever been sat through a painful webinar. You're like, yeah. just, just shoot me now. Like, please stop. You know, I don't know. Like virtual events are, are different, but they are, um, we keep using that word transformational. And the reason why we're using that is because one of the things that you your chief goal in a virtual event is to help shape people's beliefs, give them belief in themselves, give them belief in what you're selling. So it really, it actually, to be honest with you, I think it like rewires people's brains. I think virtual events is like, that's why it's transformational because you're changing. So you're changing the person so much. So it's more time and it's way more fun, David. 
Back yep. to you. Yeah. Literally, I love what you say. In transformation, this is a good writer downer. When, and I, just a side note, I, I don't want to get off track, but I want to give you guys lots of value too. So we're, we're still, on, we're going to step two, but at a virtual event, here's a little secret, a little extra tip. You guys want an extra tip? Yeah? Okay. In virtual events, I literally create two identities. So like when Dan and I did a million dollar day, there were, there were, we identified the beliefs that people who are going to struggle have and the beliefs that people that succeed have. And the whole event, we would contrast these two personalities. We, we, and you'll name them at your event. So um, for Dan's event, we had market, he teaches marketing. So we had marketing minions and marketing millionaires. And so when ideas came up, we could say, okay, people say, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you audience, is that a marketing minion thought or is that a marketing millionaire thought? And people would say, oh, that's a minion thought, right? Like, I be a minion or a millionaire. Like I want to be a millionaire. And so they personally will start coming to the conclusion about who they want to be Good. and hurting them. You're just helping them see the distinctions of thinking and they can identify it. They just don't see it in themselves until you take them through that exercise. So, so. good, Joe. That was, that, was, that was a, guys, that was a power tip. That was some gold right there. All right, step two. So step one was make a decision. Step two is, you ready? Fill the room, right? Good, good. Decision to do an event, what the event name is, what the event promises. As a matter of fact, uh, Eileen, I don't know if I, yeah, I do. I have the ability to share my screen. Yeah, man. Uh, what I take people through is um, we, have a, we have a process for our clients called the Perfect Virtual Event Manual. And it's literally like step by step exactly what to do for every step of this. Mm -hmm. We're going through the decision phase. They're figuring out like what's the event name, length, date, time, uh, you know, the event promise, the budget, how much it's going to cost to get the people there. We'll go over that in a little bit later today. Who my team is. And if I don't have a team, what my roles are, the tools and assets I have available in case like there's lots of decisions to be made. Right. And you just make those decisions and you're like, okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Like I now I'm going to fill the room. And you guys are like, how do you fill the room? We'll talk a little bit about it, but just real quick for right now, because we're just trying to get through the overview. I have seven different ways to fill the event. Most people pick two or three. They don't do all seven. They just pick a few and boom, they fill the event with those. Some are paid, some are free. Like there's lots of different ways mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, doesn't matter if you have a big list or not. I will say it's yeah. like, it, it's, that's good, Joe. Yeah. Like you just, anyways, so I'll, I'll go deeper on that. But that's fill the room. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I just want to, some people, a big thing with them is like, I don't have a, I don't have an email list. I don't have an audience. I don't have, nobody follows me on Instagram. I don't even have Instagram. And we just want to let you know, it still works. We have like, we've seen this work for people who have like no audience because the way that you do it, are we going to, I don't know if we're going to, how deep we're going here, how much time we have, but there, it's very easy to actually build credibility built like you don't need to have a huge audience in order to fill your room i can't remember joe if like we're gonna go how how much time we have to go into this but is this is this where let me ask you joe is this where i talk about the guest speakers we have all night through these four is it okay the room we'll hit that in more detail and i want you oh. to talk about that in just a minute yep okay um, good so that's step two is fill the room i mean Here's the, here's the, here's the thing though, about filling the room. I love this part. You guys ready for this? I love this. Right? Um, there's no room. <laughs> there's no room. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
got 12 people there. Cool. By the way, I did a, um, I call them pop-up events. Usually the first event I have people do, I call them a pop-up event because they're just a little tester to make sure everything's working. Good. So I literally did a pop-up event this weekend and I had 12 people in the room. It was a four hour pop-up test event. And I had three people apply for our program. And it's like, would you spend four hours to get through sales? Right? It, it doesn't have to be huge. So when I say build a room, the room could be six, right? Mm, the- that's good. So um, it starts with a pop-up. You'll have so much more confidence after you do the pop-up. Here's the other cool thing about the pop-up. If you follow the process that Eileen and I teach you, the first one's a pop-up. And guess what the pop-up does for you? It gives you a war chest of money to work with. Ooh. And then you can pick maybe one of the challenges. And I'm going to show Ooh, is it okay if I show you guys at the end how to, um, how to get like 100 people to your virtual event, 120 to your virtual event with $0 in ad spend? Can I, is okay. that okay? Guys, put in the chat if you wanted to show you because it's so ninja. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. I like it's crazy pants. It's so good. What Joe's going to show you? Yeah. Are you do? Yeah. Pop up. I just call it a pop up. Oh, good. It means a pop up event for somebody who asks, like to just like get a bunch of cash together real quick. A pop up event. Um, so when I decided to do that event, that pop up event, um, it was. I think it was either the Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Wow. Sorry, after Thanksgiving? Dang. Yeah, so we're talking less than a week. Pop-up. Boom. All right. Oh, by the way, uh, well, we'll tell them about it in a little bit, but we're going to be inviting you all to come to to my half-day pop-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to watch Joe do a pop-up, it's happening. Come for free. Like, it's cool. but anyways, we'll talk about that later. So that's number, that's, so fill the room is number two. Number three, I mean, this is not complicated, okay? Like there's a process to each of it, but number three is, you ready for this? It's like host the event, okay? Host the event. Now, are your minds blown, guys? Are you, are, are you, are you, are you just like, oh my gosh? Go in the event and talking about how simple that is and how doable that is. Wait till you hear what Eileen shares on this. Anyways, and then number four, the last thing is what I call post-event. And post-event is where you make it rain like a hurricane. Yeah. It's where everybody who said, awesome, I want to go deeper with you, um, says, let's do this. So let me just, well, I'll tell you this, post-event Here's, here's the numbers. Consistently across the board, every niche, everything that I've looked at, whether you're working in relationships, spirituality, health, wealth, whatever your category is that you're serving people in, after a virtual event, the close rate of people who purchase is on average 20 to 35%. 20 to 35%. Let me ask you a question. Who spends two days at a virtual event with you? Someone who really wants to solve the problem that your event promises or someone that's just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'll kick it around and take a look. Mm, that's so good. Now, are there some target pickers? Sure. There's some people that are like freeple people, as we call them. <laughs> they want everything for free. None of you are those people. You all like are like, uh, you, you all took the special event. Like, so give yourselves a round of applause. You're like, 
So, um, yeah, those are the four steps. And I, I know that's not complicated and that's purposeful because you guys think you need a degree in engineering in order to do it. And it's like, no, like you make the decision, you pick the ways that you're going to choose to fill the event. We're going to talk more about you host the event and there's a specific way you can structure it to make sure you get all your content. And at the end of your event, can I tell you this too? When you talk to people after an event, post event, who've applied to work with you, hmm. it's not a sales call. It is an onboarding call because they've already made the decision. They spent two days with you, right, Eileen? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, you're not on the phone closing. And that's a really cool thing. If any of you guys do closing on the phone, it's really, it just, it's just, it's mass selling. I think, Joe, that's the, that's the key. So, you're not going one to one. And I think the real takeaway here, guys, is virtual events collapse timeframes right? So you're not on the phone. You're not selling another way. You're not even really selling like on funnels and all this complicated marketing. You're taking, it's, it's, it's the speed to the wealth. The virtual event, I learned this all from my mentor, but like, it's literally like the fastest path because you're collapsing time. You're doing right. So you see how I did a hundred thousand dollars on the phone with, you know, not able to be with my mom, but then I can, you can also do way over a hundred thousand dollars in just two days. Right. So we're, that's what we're going to be doing, Joe, for the rest of our business is just, just events. Yeah. So for those of you, how many of you get put in the chat? If you do, um, if you do scheduled sales calls right now, how many of you do scheduled sales calls, put it, put it in the chat and give me a yes. Okay. Mm. Getting a couple. Yep. Yep. Lots yep. of yeses. Okay. So for you to talk to a hundred people, yeah. okay. For you to talk to a hundred people, you'd have to have five appointments a day for 20 days. That's basically an entire month, all day, five hours a day on the phone. Okay. And if you close, say 20% of them, like an average closer does, right? Cool. Those are going to be in your numbers. You could do that, or you can make a decision and say, Hmm, what if I just brought everybody together for two days or one day, or we'll talk, I mean, uh, there's different reasons why you do different length events, but for say one to two days, and just talk to them all right there and you're still going to get 20 to 35% close. So good. So guys, let's do this. Joe, we're going to dive into the, to, um, the strategy. Okay. I know if you choose that one, let me know. Do you like the ninja stuff? Don't you guys like the ninja stuff? It's so good. Right. But what I want you to do in the, in the chat, let, let me know your biggest takeaway so far. What's being like the biggest aha, the biggest epiphany is this new information to you. What is standing out to you? Just being highlighted in a new way. It could be something from Joe's story or, like what's, what's like two identities, the simplicity of it all. So good, Kalia. Two identities. They love that. Okay, good. Yeah. What else guys? Let me know. Is it virtual? Are you seeing the speed? Cause here's the minions versus millions. They love that. Here's the thing that you and I, and for everyone listening to the sound of my voice, you need more time. You need to not work so much. Like you, you need to spend time with your family. Okay. I'm just here. Is that okay? If I just, if I just like preach out to you or say, you need more time, right. To enjoy your life. Like that is the, the hidden thing that we don't talk about enough. Joe, I think with events is like, I don't work. I stopped working. I'm not going to work again since I decided that with my mom, I'm only going to do events two days a month. Like you need time. Eileen, what's the alternative? Like either you have to be selling or. Yeah find a sales team yeah that's right or scale it out with a team right how many of you have ever tried 
to put together a sales team of just say two or three people that can sell high ticket. Anybody ever tried that? Give me a big yes if you've tried that. I have. <laughs> can I just tell you a secret? You guys think it's easy to find someone who can close a high ticket sale, your high ticket program over the phone? Somebody said tried and failed. Yeah, it's hard. And it's infuriating because you're spending money to get leads, to get appointments and nothing's happening. And you're going like circling the drain because the money keeps disappearing and nothing's coming in. Um, it's tough. What if I told you as an individual, as you, you could outsell an entire high ticket sales team spending just two days a month and you never have to get on the phone. That's what virtual events allows you to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good preaching. All right, Joe, let's dive in, man. Okay, so you guys got for you. What? For you. Oh. If this is so good, why do so many people not do it? Mm, like, that is a good question, Joe. Why do you are you asking me that question? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh I think there are a couple reasons why people don't do it, but they're easily solvable. I think that personally, people aren't aware of it. They don't know how to do it. I think they're not aware. I don't think it's a vehicle that's very prevalent in the market right now. Not everybody's doing it. Um, secondarily, I think people get like weird about like speaking. So people can't imagine like, and let me know, you can be real. Like I was like this, like, I was like, what am I going to say for two days? <laughs> Is anyone like that? Raise of hands. Like, are you like, are you like, sorry, Joe, what? Yeah, give us a yes in the chat. I think you need to speak to like, that. Are you like, what the, what the, what? I'm going to stand in front of a computer for two days? And like, what? So I think those two things, I think they're unaware and then they have no idea how to structure and what to say. That's, and that's about it. How do, you, okay. how, do you, how do you solve the content piece? Let's get into that. All right, there's, okay, there's two. So we're getting into the ninja stuff now, Joe? Yeah, ninja. Okay, ninja. okay, okay, okay. I don't know, with the, like the steps, I, I like, I'm like, when is my turn to talk? I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> So the two ways, well, number one, now you're aware, consider yourself aware now that this is the best, hottest thing on the internet. And it'll probably be that way till Jesus comes to be totally honest with you, because nobody will do like people won't do this information that we're telling you. So you decide to be the one to do it. Just step up, stand up and say, I'm going to share my message. Okay. So now once you make that decision, step one, Step two, fill the event or whatever. Okay. What, uh, what, let me solve this, what you're going to say. Okay. Now, some of you guys may be speakers and you're cool. You're down with it. You're like, give me a mic, Eileen. Okay. And that's fine. There's other people who have like never spoken in public before. They would, you know, public speaking is a number one fear. Did you guys know that? It is like more than death. Yeah. So people are more scared of speaking at a funeral than being in the casket. Like it's legit that level of cortisol. Like it's so, it's so, it's like, so here's how you solve that. Number one, you're in your house. Like you're in, I'm in my office. Like it's chill, man. Like I'm just, we're just having, I'm having coffee. Like, first of all, just recognize the environment. You're not on a huge stage. There aren't 4,000 people looking at you. There's not hot lights. Like, it's cool. Like, it's a, so just chill for a second. And then number two, like, you don't have to talk the whole time. I don't talk my, the whole two days. I would lose my voice, probably. I don't even know. Tony Robbins doesn't. So here's what I do. I invite 
like crazy cool guest speakers. Like so fun. I invite my friends. I invite people that I really respect and admire heroes. So right now, like actually take two seconds. Like who would you invite to your event? Like who would be like so crazy cool? Just write them down. Like maybe somebody like, you know, you kind of look up to. It's so cool because you connect with them like before the event. And it's like you get this cool chill time and they take, they speak and they love it. And the crazy thing that people don't know is that a lot of people, like they'll just speak for free. They love, people love speaking. So you don't have to pay them. Like this doesn't have to be like you give them your firstborn child. Just, you know what I mean? Like just invite cool people that you love. And so they'll take some of the speaking, right, Joe? Right. And then the other, okay, the other cool thing. So what I did is I went and found like the best speeches that caused sales. So I went and studied speakers. It's like, you see these books behind me? I have like a lot of books. I love like studying great salespeople. Like, let me know in the chat if you love sales. If you love sales, you're in the right place. If you hate money, you should go. Okay. If you're so, sales though, it's okay too, because uh, wait till she shows you this. this is- yeah. Yeah. So I just started transcribing. All, like I'd listen to things. I'd listen to training. Russell Brunson, Peng Joon, John Childers. I don't know if you guys know these are great like closers, great stage closers, great present. So I, I like literally sat and recorded things and sent them to transcribers. And, and, I, and I sat and I just studied this. Okay. This one is 10 pages. I have another one um, that's 31 pages. And I know you're like, what the what? But here's the thing, guys. If you could study speeches that made millions of dollars, would you agree? I'm just getting so chill here. I'm just like leaning in like it's late night TV. Like, would you agree that it would behoove, behoove, I just use the word behoove, it would behoove you to also learn some of what they're saying, the content that they're saying? If those speeches made millions of dollars, come on, show of hands, would you agree that you too could speak those speeches and make money? Okay, I don't see anyone's hands up. Like, like you get it, study the speeches that work and learn them. So yes, I'm going to full on admit I was a nerd. Call me what you want. I don't care. I memorized these speeches. Uh-huh. I memorized them. Yep. I am not ashamed. Okay. I memorized these speeches and then I used them in my events and guess what they did? They did the same thing that the speeches did for the other guy. They made sales. So I learned the speeches that caused transformation. Oh, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think, you know, one of the thoughts of people, like you, I don't, what Eileen is not saying is that she doesn't spend an hour and a half telling their entire speech word for word. She's talking about like the closing examples or stories that they use that were really good just to help like, boom, yep. fill the gaps. You yep. call I call them bits. I call them bits because that's what Jimmy Fallon calls his little comedy things. So I was like, these are my bits. So I have these bits. I've learned them all. I've memorized them all. And now I can actually like say the bits. And I, I can actually, I was thinking about maybe even doing, but I don't, I don't know if I'll do it. But you can just, I can just pull out my bag of bits and I, I know what to say. And you only have to speak like a few times during your event. Like it's really like three or four or five. It's however much you want. And you can just do the bits. Yep. You have your own and you use the bits or you can like it's like a little lego game right you can just put the pieces together and like one actually most events i'll be totally like most events i'm, I'm on virtual event i have this google doc and another google doc my 31 pager right next to me while i'm doing the virtual event so i can remember the bits making so, sense 
like literally like can you guys see my face right now so when an event like the beginning of the event when i'm telling the first thing that i always want to say and then i have the second bit and there's little pieces that are always apart and then some of it's kind of free flow for me but nevertheless like right now i'm reading what i am saying and you have no idea that i'm reading what i'm saying because i'm looking at the screen as if i was reading it but nobody knows oh i didn't know that joe you're so you're so yeah you're like better at it than i am <laughs> right same. like you could literally have the pieces that you're uncomfortable with as you get better and better those are like literally written out and because you're on a zoom screen you literally just look right at it yeah. and you're you're reading it's so cool it's so cool and like it's what's cool is like you'll see a bit that'll really transform the audience i love those ones because you're kind of getting real-time reaction like people are like oh my gosh i just got the biggest breakthrough and then i go over to my google doc and i like star it <laughs> i'm like use that that was a good one like do that one again so i know like the best ones you know so and the other the other thing about content like you got the bits but eileen wouldn't you agree i mean when i actually sit down with my clients and i'm telling them okay like here's what we're going to cover they already know their stuff. Like I don't have to teach them. If they're teaching parenting, I don't have to teach them the content about parenting. They already know it. Like you're already an expert in whatever it is that you teach for most of you. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Great point. So, so what I do I, here, I'll, let me share, I'm going to share my screen here again. So this is like, um, this is the table of contents for the virtual um, event manual. Uh, the perfect virtual event manual. And so right here, this is like an example of a two day content. Okay. Of kind of how it gets broken down. Well, the intro session is like 15 minutes and almost all that is bits because really all I'm trying to do is create engagement, set the tone, let yeah. people know what I expect from them. Right. This pre-pitch session is almost all bits. That's pre-written. Your in session one how many of you have an origin story like that you tell about when you're talking to clients about how it all got started for you? How many of you have that? Give me a big yes in the chat if you have an origin story. Let me see. I'm looking right now to see who's see who's responding. Where are we at? Where are we at? There we go. Okay. Couple, five, six. Okay. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. And then I spend, the, this is usually a 90 minute session. I spend that asking them what they want. Oh, that's good, Joe. So this is them talking. This is us jumping on. This is just me talking like I'm at a dinner table, right? Session two would be, uh, then there's lots of breaks, by the way. Session two would be me teaching my overall process or system that yeah. helps results. How many of you could talk about the overarching idea of your system and like, tell some stories and answer some questions? Give me a yes in the chat if that makes sense, right? And so literally, like, once you have your system, it's just the little pieces. Here, remember this? I'm gonna stop the screen share. Remember this? So if I was doing a virtual event on this, I have 90 minutes before I, before I even start where I'm figuring out what they want to make sure that I'm oriented my content correctly. That's good, Joe. And then the next session, I'm teaching this, the overview of my process. Well, guess what my next session's gonna be? I'm gonna go deep into part one. And the session after that, I'm gonna go deep into part two. In the session after that, I'm going to go deep into part three, right? And then I'm going to have a speaker who comes on and shares. I may help them through some like mental, like, are you guys getting this? In a two-day event, I put it all together. And the most common um, result is I speak five times in two days. 
how many of you have more than five steps in your total process? Anybody? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Elaine. I'm just trying to. No, 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 no. That's so good. I, I, I think the thing that like that changed in my mind, guys, is like once you start really like. Have you ever sat with coffee? Actually, I have my, one of my BFFs, Hannah's on here right now. So I'm just shout out to you, Hannah. Like you sat with your like BFF of coffee and you just like, um, you're just like talking. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you're not even thinking about what you're saying. You're just like, you can talk for like two, maybe the girls. Is this just for the girls? Okay. All right. You can just talk. You know what I mean? You can talk on the area of your expertise, like free flow. You're in flow. Wave your hands. So I know I'm talking to the right people. Okay. Right. You're in free flow. That's kind of what happens at the virtual event. You're just like, and then you're like, what? We have to go. Yeah. This is so sad. Everyone's like crying. You just like want to hug everybody. I mean, it's so weird. So it's don't really, let me just say like the actual experience of it is like, you have so much content. You probably aren't aware of how much ninja stuff you've got. And you kind of, it, there's not enough time at the event. Again, this yeah. is a pop-up event. Every single client I've ever had had way too much content. Like mm -hmm. day two, and they're like two sessions behind. And they're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get it all in? But before your big fear is, oh my gosh, how am I going to have enough? I'm telling you, you have enough. Yeah. Okay, did we solve your, all right, let me know in the chat. Did we, did we minimize your, what the heck am I supposed to say for two days? Did we minimize just say, say yes. Well, I'm a little, anxiety is a little lower. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. So you're a little bit low. You can invite guest speakers, fill it with that. You can memorize cool speeches that make sales. You can do that. Just record them, transcribe them just like I did. Like you, you can, you can do that or just teach your stuff like Joe does. Like he just teaches his strategy, his system. So there's lots of ways to fill that time, Joe. I also say this a lot of people say at events teach the what not the how and i understand that to a degree like you don't want to do really boring stuff like whatever like literally pecking away at a facebook ad or something like that would be boring but at my events i teach the how because most people who come to events are like they they all believe that you're just going to teach them a bunch of stuff and leave out one big puzzle piece so you can sell them something later on that's not how I roll. Like, I don't like that. And neither do people who come to events. So many people think like that. Like, what's the puzzle piece? I'm going to, no, 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 no. Teach it all. Give yeah. it all. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like, like throw the gauntlet down and give it all to them. Because the reality is it's not information that changes people's lives. Well, literally, literally, I showed you, I showed you my, look at this, look at this, look at my session. Here's, here's another golden nugget, little secret. By the way, I told this to Myron Golden, and Myron has done three and three point eight million in sales in thirty minutes before. So he is like, dude, out, like greatest out, of all time. Russell Brunson and Russell's already said like Myron's the man. You know what yeah. I mean? Whatever. Look at this on day on day two. Look at what I have here. Leader, oh, round table round hot seats. Again, I'm not talking now. I'm interviewing, I'm asking questions. We do hot seats with our clients. Why do we do hot seats with our clients there? Because we really, really care about them and wanna help them. And here's the problem that your clients will have after you've made your offer at a two-day virtual event. Does that, can anyone guess, Eileen, you're not allowed to guess, I know you. Um, can anyone guess 
after one and a half days of teaching and showing everything, almost everything, you got one or two more little content pieces there. After two days of teaching them almost everything, what is the only objection, if you do your event right, what is the only objection left for them buying your coaching done for you or whatever it is that you offer? There's only one objection left. Can anybody guess what that objection mm. is? Oh, we got people saying money, 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 right. money, money. Nope. You've delivered so much value. They know that their tr whatever their trade-off is, it's better. It's not it's a, it's a false belief that they have. So it's one, le it's one more false belief that they have left. One it's like the last domino. Those are great guesses. Those are yep. great. Doubt. They said they can't do it. No, the opposite. The one belief left after at, the, at that part, okay, I'm going to share my screen again so you guys can see where it is. The one false belief left, they, we've already helped them understand they can do it. We've already helped them understand the system works. They've had so much proof and asked so many questions by day 1.5. They know you're legit. Like you can't fake it if you're not legit. They know you know your stuff. Good. They either like you or hate you at that point. They have one objection left. And here's the objection. I have the information. Therefore, I don't need their help. Right. So I do hot seats. And when I told Myron Golden this, Myron was like, why would you bring them on and blah, blah, blah. You want to have the stage the whole time so you can like work intelligently towards helping them get their result. And I said, no, Myron. I said, what happens at the event is right here. The only objection, it's just what I told you. The only objection left is they think, I have the information, therefore I don't need your help. And so the reason I do hot seats is to help them understand that almost everything in your life right now, you have the information. You have it, right? The issue is information. The issue is who you are and your ability with muscle memory to make the right decisions to implement that information time after time after time. I'll give you a perfect example. This is a book oh. Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win. In this book, Jocko Willink, a former Navy SEAL, teaches me how to go into a city that's overrun with the enemy and owned by the enemy, create a base camp, and take over the city. Oh my gosh. So I read the book, right? I've got the information. How many of you think I could go into an enemy city and take it out? Wow. Not a chance. But Joe, you've got the information. Yeah. Like Tiger Woods could show me how to swing a golf club too. How many of you think I'm going to hit a ball like Tiger Woods just because I have the information? Mm -hmm. You've got to have somebody there that's going to keep you focused on the details and the nuances and the little things to help you get there. And so the reason why I have a hot seat here is I'll literally bring clients on and let them practice. And when they practice, guess what they do? Hmm. They, fail. they don't do a good job. And that may seem mean for me to do that. And I help them and coach them through it right there live. And I make sure like I help them not to be embarrassed and stuff like that. But, Oh, here's another nugget. When you help, when you do something to one person in the audience, the whole audience is experiences it as if, as if you've done it to them. So when you're kind and give a compliment to, not, to someone in the audience, you've just given a compliment to the entire audience. They feel it in that way. Why do I say that? Myron's like, why do you do that, Joe? I say, because that helps them see that if they don't work together with me, they're, they're going to have a hard, long struggle and probably won't get to success by themselves. And he goes... You're a genius. Wow.
And I love it. It's the first time everybody as smart as Myron Golden said, you're a genius to me. So I'm like, I'll take it. Right. And so for you, right. Same thing. You're going to have the, I don't remember why I went down this road. Oh, because for you, um, you're thinking I got to have all this content. Much of it is just helping people get the best results for themselves and get past the false beliefs that I have the knowledge. Therefore I can do it myself. That's why we structure it that way. Does that help you guys with the content? So good. That was a money tip guys. That was a money tip. That is it. That's, that's the it. last objection. So that session, that's great. That's a great way to crush that objection. Mm-hmm. Just let them experience it. Like, yep. Oh, you read a book on golf. Cool. Let's go hit up the driving range. Let's see. how. Right. Yep. Yep. So good, Joe. I like how you're like yelling at us. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I like it. It's kind of, it's kind of like, I yell a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. I liked it. It was like a fiery preacher stance. I love it. It projects. So whatever I'm doing now, I do at events. It works. So. Yeah, he's passionate. That's right, Mike. That's right. <laughs> okay, Joe, what, what else do we have? Okay, so that's how you, you know what to say now at the event. You know how to, like, Joe just gave you like a really strategic, like strategically crushing that objection right at the end of the event will help you make more sales. Yeah. So that's awesome. Oh, I probably got like just a few minutes. Yeah. Are you going to do your thing? You want me to, you guys still want me to show you how you can um, like fill an event with basically. Good. This is, this is, this is the best part. Okay. All right. Keep it coming, says Dolly. Hey, are you guys enjoying this? Give us a big yes if we're doing okay. Aw. We'll make sure we're like just throwing down the, because you guys paid big money to be here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't know if we'll ever do this again for seven dollars, Joe. But we'll <laughs> shop and gold. Yeah, so I had this struggle because I kept letting money or spending money or fear of losing money. I kept letting that, like when I twenty thousand dollar Joe that I told you about before he became hundred and fifty thousand dollar a month Joe and then two hundred ten thousand a month Joe. He kept being worried about how much money he was spending, like the more enlightened version of myself recognized, man, if I can make money and get it back right away, I'm not really spending. Anyway, so here, let me walk you through it. I want to walk, let's say you want to throw an event in 30 days. Oh, Eileen. Yes. I love we didn't do this yet. Wait, what? Oh. One of the biggest times of the year to throw a virtual event is the end of November, beginning of January. Oh, yes. This, this is very important and you should write this down. Does anybody get, Joe, this is a good question. Does anybody know why? December and January are hot, hot months. Does anybody know why? You can let me know in the chat. And let us know in the chat. Why is December and January? People are thinking about change, Krishanda said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Very, very good. Resolutions, new beginnings. People are reflective. Clean. Yep. Okay, good, good. Let me tell you the number one reason. Everybody is in buyer's momentum from December. So we get habituated by what we do frequently and abundantly. And in December, guess whatever, with the button everyone's clicking, buy now. Everyone's clicking that button like crazy pants, like Black Friday. It starts at Black Friday, honestly. So they're in buyer's momentum. What is buyer's momentum? It's when people are habituated and already thinking, I need to get this. I need to buy this. I need to get this deal. I need to buy this. So they don't actually even really think a lot about the big money investment because of all the things they're buying. They just, they kind of like wash it in into their budget. So December and January are the best. Sorry, Joe, back to you. Yeah, and so you guys saw I did a pop-up event within like a week or two, right? And the first one, but I would suggest you have a pop-up event and a real event 
all before either the end of December or January 15th, like somewhere between there. Cause you, you can definitely do a big event. How, how many of you would love to have a six figure event in January to start 2021 off? That would be a better way to start off. Somebody that's good. So what I'm going to do. So here, um, by the way, like one of the things that, um, my clients use is we have the system where, um, I have a Trello board where it literally tells them this one's set up for 30 days, but you can definitely like, we have a way to crunch it to 21 days. Um, so within 21 days, literally every day, see how it says 19 days to the event, 18, 17, we literally have exactly what needs to be done that day and exactly which team member does it. If you're the only team member, totally cool. Like you don't have to worry about it. But if you have a team, it's literally step by step exactly what to do each day before the event. Okay. So it's like, and everything that's said to do there is in our like uh, perfect master, perfect, um, master, perfect virtual event manual. So um Anyways, why do I say that? Because I'm going to show you how to break down your 21 to 30 days before your event, okay? As it relates to how to do it for zero dollars. So there's seven ways to do an event. I'm going to use the, one of the seven ways. Is it okay if I tell them this, Eileen? This is, okay, guys, if you stay to the end, you better just like, you're like, this is it right here. Joe's going to show you the number one way. There are seven ways to do it. Usually people pick a couple, but this way works like crazy pants. This is like the number one way that you can fill events. Especially if you don't have a big list or whatever, and you're like, got to warm people yes, up. Yes, this is it. So what we do is we do um, five free five-day challenges. Okay. And so here's what happens. You're, most people are worried because I'm like, here's the math. To sell a $100 ticket usually costs between $75 and $125. It's about break even, right? And people get scared because they're like, oh my gosh, if I need to get 100 people there and it costs me $100 to sell a $100 ticket, like that wouldn't be good because that would cost $10,000, right? Whatever. I understand why that's scary. It's not that you don't have $10,000. It's just, you don't want to throw $10,000 down a drain, right? So here's the deal. This is how we do it. <laughs> you sure you want to know this? Cause this is like, <laughs> you want to like start today kind of thing. Okay. So here you go. Week one, and I'm drawing this Sesame street style. So it's super simple. Let's say you were willing to just trust us and spend $3,000 week one on filling up a challenge, okay? From doing that, okay, there's, how detailed do I get, Eileen? I'm, I'm not, I don't wanna go too deep. You guys can ask questions if you want more details. Usually I have three different ticket prices so that people choose. So our average ticket tends to be around $150, okay? Everybody make sense for everybody. I know I'm doing math. Forgive me. Everybody put $150 a ticket average, but just put that in the chat. So I know you're with me because you never want to do math when you're training. It scares people. <laughs> um, okay, cool. She said, ha I did it. Okay, sweet. 150. Okay. You guys are with, with me. So if you spend $3,000, just trust me when I tell you, you spend about $3,000 on ads into a challenge, you're going to sell about 30 tickets which means you're going to bring in $4,500 within about seven days. Huh, 
So I spent 3000 and I made 4500 and I thought, hmm, I wonder, like, I'm like, I, yeah, I made $1,500, but I really want to make six figures. So I'm just going to spend on week two everything I made back. And I spend $4,500 on week two. And guess how many tickets I sell? I told you it's about $100 per ticket you sell. I sell about 45 tickets. Well, how much does that bring in at 150 bucks a piece? Well, that brings in $6,750. Wait, so cool. So I spent 3,000 and then I took my profits. I put it in the next week. And then at the end of that week, 6,750 popped back. And by the way, there's probably even some more sales from week one that kind of carry through, but I, easy math. So I'm gonna do it one more time. I'm gonna take the 6,750 and I'm gonna spend, I how much money have I taken out of my pocket from the very beginning so far? Three grand, that's what I started with, three grand, right? Spent the three grand, now I'm spending 67.50. Guess how many tickets I sell with 67.50? 67, right, $100 a ticket? I know, I'm doing a lot of math here. How much money comes in from that? About $10,000. Now watch this. How much money did I spend? Now, how many tickets have I sold? First of all, I had 30 tickets from week one, 45 tickets week two, and 67 tickets week three. That's a grand total of, I have no idea. <laughs> 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 this is way above third grade math. But 45 plus 30 is 75 plus 60. It's, it's just called 142, Dolly says. Thank you, Dolly. I have now sold 142 tickets, okay? How much money is in my pocket now from those ticket sales? Do you remember? At the end of 67, we had how much? $10,000. If you talk to an accountant, is everybody tracking with this math so far? If you talk to an accountant, how much money would they say you spent that month? Well, you spent 3,000 week one, 4,500 week two, and 6,750. That means you spent, I don't know, call it $13,000-ish. But let me ask you a question. You guys with me? Did you really spend $13,000? Or did you spend 3,000, take your profits, spend three, the same $3,000 the next week with the new money that came in, the same 3,000 the next week, you just spent $3,000 three times plus your profits. And at the end of that month, guess what you have in your pocket? More money. You started with three and you got 10. And guess what else you have? 142 people coming to your event. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you're terrible. I love you, but the first one's gonna be tough, right? Maybe you, you get your bits all mixed up, <laughs> right? And instead of closing at 20 or 35%, you close at a measly 10%. 142 people are there, 14 people buy. I'm going to tell you the lowest price that you should charge for almost anything at a virtual event is 10 grand. Maybe you could go down to 7,500 if you're a scaredy cat, but just do that on your pop-up event and you'll realize I was wrong, okay? But I'm just gonna cut that in half. I'm just gonna make it five grand. Okay, five grand you sell something for because you're scared to death. 14 sales at five grand. Can anybody do the math on that? 
That's $70,000 if you're a scaredy cat or $140,000 if you're just like mediocre. Do you know what my usual sale at an event is, our average sale? 23 to 30,000. So for us, you're, you know, it's just, it's just pricing at that point. Guys, you, you start the month with 3,000, you end the month with 10,000 and 142 people to talk to who wanna sit for two days to talk to you about your highest ticket offer. How many of you think that's good? Give me a big yes. Somebody said, wait, I missed where you used the initial 3,000. Week one, that's, that's your risk. I don't want you to risk 13,000. I want you to risk three. So guys, listen, I have some sort of like math issue and can't understand, like this is harder. This is, what Joe just said is actually hard for my, don't judge me. You can pray for me. But the point of, so what Joe just did, like I actually had to have Joe do this and so I could understand it as well. Like what we, what you learn to do is you invest a little bit of money at Facebook in the beginning, and then you actually make money selling the tickets. Wave your hands if that makes sense. Okay, so you make money selling tickets. So you just reinvest. So what we do is the same thing that we do. We reinvest the money that we make and give it back to Facebook to sell more tickets. So the big thing that happens is, is you're actually getting paid to fill your event. So you're not, it's not like taking, this is a really big thing. Listen, I work with a lot of clients and this is really difficult for some reason. I'm like, no, you give Facebook, you give Mark Zuck the money. He gives you back lots of money, but somehow people, it's like a really hard jump at just in the beginning. Don't you think Joe, but then you just, yep. you make money on the ticket sales and then all the people show up. So you've actually made money before you haven't lost anything. And that's before you've sold your thing. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. No, you're good. Let's say it this way. Imagine a farmer who could put a seed out and get a harvest in one week. Okay. That's what you're doing. But let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever met a farmer who had a big harvest and then didn't keep back any seed to reinvest into the field for another harvest? What would you call the farmer who didn't take whatever he got and get seed for the next season, you would call him a fool. That's good old country talk. Like, <laughs> you know, like seriously, like what farmer doesn't put seed back in? And yet as business owners, we do it all the time. Like, oh, I made $1,500, I'm gonna go spend it. No, don't spend it. Do you realize a farmer has to wait oftentimes five, seven, nine months, depending on the crop that he does to get a return on his investment? You get a return on your investment in days. Yep. So what you do is you just take the harvest, put it back in. Take yep. the harvest, put it back in. Yeah, yeah. Two times of doing that, and you made a bunch of money, so and there's 142 people who want to talk to you and say, or listen to you and hang out with you for two days so that you can tell them the best way to solve their biggest problem. And then at the end, 20 to 35% of them are going to buy from you. Right, right. Wave your hands if you're understanding the concept. I know the particulars and the tactics are a little detailed and we'll try to answer as many questions. It's a free challenge, right, Joe? And then you're selling a $100 ticket night, probably 97, $97 ticket at the end of the, of the but lots of people buy the tickets because they love you by the end of the, the free challenge. So that's kind of the, the strategy that works to fill events the best, but you're making money before you've even started the event. That's- well 
worst, or worst case, what if you, if you broke even, so what? Yeah. Even if you broke even, right, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You got it. You get it. The concept now I know. So here part, let me just, let me just coach you for a second. Like the, the winning posture that your mind should make right now is make a decision to, you don't have to know how to do it. You just have to, to know what to do. Like, you know, like, okay, I run a challenge. That's how I fill the event. You just make a decision, but you can figure out the how. There's lots of ways you can figure out the how, but knowing the strategy is the most important part. You, you got it? Okay. Okay. Joe, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're running out of time, but like, that was powerful. Give, give Joe a hand. That like, that Joe has spent years figuring out the best way to fill events and it's through challenges. Hey, just wanted to say thanks for listening today. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you took time out of your day to listen and we just wanted to say thank you. If you'd like to learn how to do six and seven figure days with virtual events, head on over to acceleratemyrevenue.com and grab a free ticket to our five day challenge. We'll teach you how to crush it with virtual events. Hey, remember, the world needs what you alone have to offer. I can't wait to keep you encouraged to go after your dreams. So remember to subscribe and I'll see you on the next episode.